Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis. And today, we're going to be taking a look at Fat Freddy's Drop, who are performing live at the Cardiff Motorpoint Arena. So today's show is a, two, is a two-truck show. So they've got very basic lighting and they've got more advanced sound system than they have lighting systems. And why is that? Well, they are a reggae, soul and rhythm and blues band. So they want to be heard. So yes, they're going to spend more money on the sound system than the lighting systems. But at the end of the day, they they got a following. They uh, play uh, good music from what I've heard. And they don't need to have all singing, all dancing lighting rigs when people are there to hear them. We'll start off with the PA system. So their line array is stage left and stage right, 15 deep and two wide. And they've got a smaller one set a little bit back 45 degrees outwards which are eight deep too wide and in front of the stage they have 15 subs in front of the stage and they also have some uh, front fields sat on top of each uh, sub so it's gonna get very loud down there that i guarantee lighting wise they've only got three lighting bars so you've got Front House 1, LX1 and LX2. On Front House 1 and LX2 you have a set of traditional mole phase lights which are all up and running and they're flashing them out at the moment. And on Front, on front House 1 you have a big handful of LED profile units. I'm not sure which flavour they are. You know, who, when I say flavour, who made them? They could be Martin, they could be Very Light, could be Chevrolet, they could be Clay Packies, or they could be some cheap Chinese crap. We don't know, and I don't know at this precise moment, but I, I'm sure I'll find out at some point later on. On LX1 you've got some wash units, and then on LX2 you've got some more profiles. Currently on the floor you have a handful of the LED strobe floods at the back of the stage pointing 45 degrees upwards but yet again these can tilt and can be used to uplight the backdrop which happens to be currently a black drape. Also there is another truss which is standing on which is currently standing on some uh, truss dollies which I believe they've clamped down because they've they've got some wash units standing on top of the truss and that is it. So it's going to look pretty interesting. They may have some more lights on booms later on or some more or some more floor standing units at the front of the stage. That I won't be able to tell until much later on. So, and in the meantime, we're going to go over some of Fat Freddy's drop history. We'll be back after this. So not only does Master X Media have a series of podcasts, but we also have a series of books. The first book is actually two books, it's volume one and volume two, of a tribute to working at sea. The best fiction is based on truth. This is a compilation of short stories, rants and poems loosely based on the author's experience at working on a cruise ship. Some of these stories are based on actual events but highly exaggerated, whilst other stories are pure fiction. The title of the book A Tribute To is fitting with the tone of the book because, like a tribute act, it is a blatant altered reality where you can enjoy it knowing it's not quite the truth. 
There are things of alcoholism which used to be highly prevalent within workers in the cruise industry, as well as stories with a sexual nature. So sit down, relax and enjoy the ride of A Tribute to Working at Sea, Volumes 1 and 2. All of these books are available on Amazon and are available in paperback and on Kindle. And the links for all these books are in the description below. Fat Freddy's Drop is a New Zealand seven-piece band from Wellington whose musical style has been characterised as, as any combination of dub, reggae, soul, jazz, rhythm and blues and techno. Originally a jam band formed in the late 1990s by musicians from other bands in Wellington, Fat Freddy's Drop gradually became its members' sole focus. Band members continued playing for their other respective groups, such as the Black Seeds or Trinity Roots, Bong Master and, and, and many more. For much of their 20 year career, Fat Freddy's Drop are known for their improvised live performances. Songs in their studio albums are versions refined over years of playing them live in New Zealand and on tour abroad. The group gained international recognition in 2003 after their single Midnight Marauders was redistributed by record labels and DJs in Germany. The group has toured Europe nearly every year since then. The first studio album by Fat Freddy's Drop based on a true story was the first independently distributed album to reach first place in New Zealand record sales directly after release in 2005 and is the third highest selling album by a national artist in the country's history. Based on a true story was, has won best album in the New Zealand Music Awards the same year and remained on the top 14 New Zealand sales charts for over two years, establishing them as one of the most successful contemporary bands in the island nation. The band Fat Freddy's Drop gradually took shape from members of other bands in Wellington, New Zealand's music scene in the late 1990s. The group's founder, Vermeu, had performed with other bands for most of that decade under the name of DJ, DJ Fitchy. He and two friends, trumpeter Toby Lang and vocalist Dallas Tamara, occasionally played improvised jam sessions at his seaside home. Fumalyu provided percussion and bass for these on the AK Music Production Centre. All three were involved in other bands. Fumalyu and Tamara were members of the 15-piece dub band Bongmaster. Lane was a member of the Black Seeds. In 1999, they began performing together at local clubs and festivals and released several vinyl singles distributed locally. That same year, Fumanu founded the independent music label Drop Within the Help of his partner Cole and money from private investors. To, according to Famu, Famu, I'm, I'm butchering his name, I'm sorry guys, I'm sorry. The venture was a learning experience in the business of making and releasing records. The drop's first release, Dallas Tamara's solo project. The five track EP, Better Than, Better Than Change, followed by a single performed by the group named Hope. Hope was written and recorded over two days under the influence of LSD, according to interviews. Each blotter, an individual dose of that type of LSD in particular, was popular in Wellington at the time. And the image of Fat Freddy's cat from Gilbert Sheldon's comic strip, The Fabulous Furry Freak Brothers, printed on it, dropping common slang for taking LSD. Fat Freddy's became the inspirational for the band's name. The group organised several informal jam sessions in 2000, inviting local musicians to play with them at FAMU's house. 
These sessions led to four new members joining Fat Freddy's Drop. Warren Maxwell on the tenor and alto saxophones, Techmania Kerr on guitar, Ian Gordon on, key- on keyboards and Jay Lindsay on trombone. Like the original three, the new, band- the new members played with other groups in and around Wellington and continued to, and continued to for most of Fat Freddy Drop's career. Ian Gordon was a fellow Bongmaster member with FAMU and Tamara. Gordon was also a member of the band Ebb, which in 2001 performed an audiovisual concert and released an EP titled Plush Bomb with Fat Freddy's Drop playing in support. Maxwell was in the reggae music group Trinity Roots. Maxwell and Joe and Jay Lindsay, who make up the horn section of Fat Freddy's Drop, were students at the Conservatorium of Music in Wellington in the mid-1990s. FAMU was the was a cent, was a central point and the reason for the band getting together according to a 2009 interview. So the musical style and influences, so improvisation live and in the studio has been in the basis for Fat Freddy's drop mu- Drops music scene since the beginning of their career. Live performances is the most natural state for music, according to trumpeter Toby Lang. Most, most songs begin with, as a rhythm on FAMU's MPC and more, more sections are progressively added during jam sessions. Songs featured on the band's albums and singles are versions that have been refined over the years of playing them in the studio, live in Wellington and on tour abroad. FAMU said that on their first studio album, it was challenging to fit the, fit the long songs the band is used to playing into shorter album length tracks. Describing the band, natu- national public radio host Guy Raz said, take the swagger of Jamaican dub Throw in a little Memphis soul and send it to halfway down the globe. And when and what comes back? The band Fat Freddy's Drop. The band has been categorised under many genres, and members say many of these genres helped shape their musical style. Delta blues, jazz, dub, soul, techno, and contemporary rhythm and blues. Musical styles heard while on tour have also shaped their sound. Dr. Von Digger and the big and the big BW was influenced by the contemporary German, Portuguese and Bangra music whilst touring in the years before its release. Family and the other band members say their biggest influence is their home country of New Zealand and their peers in Wellington's small but solid music scene. Wellington's inner CSC population was fewer than 180,000 in 2007. They feel their music belongs here in New Zealand and you can tell it came from this country. Fat Freddy's Drops music has been categorised as <laughs> Atoro Roots music, meaning contemporary music inspired by Maori and Pacific Island culture, even though they are a mixed race group. FAMU is the, is the first generation Samoan New Zealander. Tamara Gordon and Kerr are native Maori, and the remaining members are descended from European immigrants. So, current band members are Tal- Dallas Tamara on vocals and guitar. Chris Famu, aka DJ Fitchy, on percussion and production. Toby Lang on trumpet. Ned Negati on guitar. Ian Gordon on keyboards. Jerry Lindsay on trombone. Scott Towers on saxophone. And Mark Williams raps live on stage. And the former members are Tekmana Carr, on, he was on guitar. Warren Maxwell on saxophone. 
Chloe Lemoy on saxophone, Brandon Caprianti on triangle, and Tom Bilkley on guitar. So here's their discography. 2001, Live at the Matterhorn. 2005, Based on a True Story. 2009, Dr. Bondiga and the Big BW. 2010, Live at Roundhouse. 2013, Blackbird. 2014, Live in Munich. 2015, Bays. 2019, Special Edition Part 1. 2020, Lock In. And 2021, Warionga. We'll be back after this. A tribute to men that hate their jobs is a brutal but witty portrayal of working a job you hate. In this podcast there are themes explored in which happy workers simply wouldn't understand unless they listen to these cautionary tales from a man that lost his ideal job because of the global pandemic. Be warned that this podcast contains strong offensive language that some listeners may not want to hear. In addition, this podcast is definitely not recommended for younger audiences. The links for this is in the description below. So today with Fat Freddy's Drop there isn't a uh, support band per se but they do have special guests Log Cabin and DJ Koa which I haven't been able to find much of their stuff in fact uh, it's very sparse but I'm sure that they'll be uh, DJing on on the uh, stage at some point during the show or even just doing a uh, guest warm-up set maybe or even just taking charge for one or two songs as part of Fat Freddy's Drop which is uh, quite common from what we've heard so far in the info section of this podcast. So it'll be interesting to see how it, how it pans out today on the show. I am really looking forward to this and I do like because I'm looking I'm really looking forward to this because I do love watching something that's completely different. So I'll give you a little update on how the build's going. Uh, Front House 1 is up in the air fully. LX1 and 2 are up in the air at their correct heights and what they've done is they've raked the heights of the trusses. So what does that mean? Well the first bar which is front of house one that's at, that's set higher than the rest of them LX1 which is the middle bar is uh, set slightly lower and LX3 is yet again set slightly lower than that all the tape measures are, at- are attached to all the trusses on both sides so uh, when they winch it up they can get the correct height and bump up or bump down uh, depending on whichever side is a little bit too high a little bit too low a flurry of activity currently on the stage where they're getting off uh, pretty much all the cases ready to start setting up the band and push the mojo barrier in front of the stage it doesn't look like there's any pyrotechnics so there is uh, only 1.5 meter clearance from the subs to the uh, mojo barrier and we're pretty much ready for the performance but we'll be back after this The Royal Carnarvon Crescent by Paul Collis from Master X Major when a neighbourhood dispute explodes into an all-out war. So Chaz Bruford, his wife Ellie and their young daughter Aurora move into Carnarvon Crescent. They soon become aware of the troublesome next-door neighbour who makes a point of 
living in her house for over 50 years. From the moment Chaz arrived and began to unload, his new neighbour takes an instant disliking to him and she goes out of her way to make Chaz and his family feel unwelcome. The animosity quickly spirals out of control from both parties and the mutual respect gets lowered right into the gutter from the outset. Chaz comes to realise that this is not just any war, it is a neighbourhood war to end all wars. This book is available to buy on Amazon and this book is available on hardback, paperback and Kindle. This book is pure fiction and should not be used as a user manual. And we're back, so from the doors opening we were treated to both DJs working in tandem warming up the audience whilst they were coming in. At the end of the DJ set, one of the DJs went centre stage, I'm not sure which one it was to be honest, I don't know, I can't put a picture to the face because I don't know who each person was. And on top of that, I'd never heard of Fat Freddy's drop until today, but anyways, said DJ went centre stage and introduced the uh, band Fat Freddy's Drop and the lights went down and as the lights went down all the mole phases uh, started flashing in sequence and the mole phases I don't you know if, I can't remember if I actually said this earlier on they weren't the big mole phases they're just uh, two cell which is basically two lamps per mole phase and each boom had a mole phase as well as every lighting bar had a mole phase and they were strategically placed in a circular motion so basically they semi-circled the stage at various heights and it was very effective actually and then as the vocals started on that first song you had all the backlighting profiles flashing as well and they're making static shapes in the air and what I mean by static shapes is the beams themselves catching the smoke were making the shapes rather than the onboard special effects features such as the gobos, animation wheels etc. It was all open lights and they were particularly white in light at this point. And they're making some interesting shapes in the air with the smoke effect. Looks really good actually. And it just goes to show that less is sometimes more and just and i actually had a chat with the lighting engineer at the end of the show i said because i wanted to tell him that it was a it looks really good considering the fact that it is a cut back show and yeah he was saying that he wished wished that he had all the uh, toys and i said to him look if you had the toys that other bands have with money to spend then it'll look a million times better than what you did and it looks amazing as it is and the reason for this is if you know what you're doing you'll make anything look good whereas when people have the uh, when people have the money to spend on the toys and they don't know how to use them and that's what you get a lot of the time they get given a budget oh yeah we'll use these units but they just don't know how to use them and it shows sometimes and I've actually pointed out on various shows that throughout this whole series. 
but this was an example of definitely less is more and even if you're forced to have less you can still do a lot more if you know what you're doing and this is a brilliant example of it also I'm going to go back to these booms because during the setup these booms were finished late compared to the rest of the build and when I was going through what was on stage earlier on I didn't include the booms but they were built on the last stages of the build and you had a mold phase on top you had an LED BI unit and you had an LED strobe flood as well all the downstage booms are shorter and all the upstage booms are longer which formed a massive arc around the stage on floor level and that visual effect is what made the less is more by actually knowing where to position your lights to create all the, all the uh, shapes in the air without using the onboard lighting special effects and because of the length of each song on the set being well the songs ranging from five minutes to uh, 15 minutes and I think one song lasted 20 minutes so the lighting effects were ever morphing it didn't stay similar it didn't revert per song so when I say revert it would start off as being one set and then when there's a change in the music it will change and evolve and then it will revert back to on to what it was looking like on the chorus or even a verse but no this was completely fluid where it came to at the morphing from the start of the song to the end of the song it's just a completely different visual ending to the start of it now sound wise being a reggae in ska and other genre band you'd expect a shed load of bass especially with the amount of subs that were within the sound rig but it wasn't overpowering they had the gains down a little bit because they got a serious amount of clarity and that gelled with all the top end the mid and the bass and yet again it was a platinum quality in the clarity of the sound you could distinguish every single instrument from the uh, from each other as well as the lead singer and the backing singers absolute clarity with a bit of bass don't get me wrong there's plenty of it but it just didn't drown anything else out and I love hearing that and by god they had a real good sound engineer top level absolutely top level from start to finish Fat Freddy's drop just captivated the audience they had them in the palm of the hand from start through finish all the audience were constantly singing along dancing swaying and cheering when there's a massive solo and geez there were some interesting silos and they were brilliant actually very lively and it just had a really good relaxed vibe to the entire show you could even feel it in the audience that people were there to have so much fun and there was zero trouble there that night absolutely no trouble no ejections you had a few human spillages but hey it was a two-hour set of good reggae scar and an amalgamation of other genres within reggae in the scar and everyone loved it and with the uh, stage presence of the band where they you know when they were taking their solos they took those solos they owned those solos and they enjoyed playing those solos as did the crowd loved watching those solos and listening to them and i could safely say that Fat Freddy's Drop from a band that I don't even know 
they had one of the standout performances of the year so far and I would actually put them in the top five of the shows I've seen this year alone. I was really really shocked when I saw this because I just didn't know what to expect uh, sound wise, band wise, they uh, well band, band wise they played superb they were the masters of all their instruments and it, and you could tell how they had such a skill set definitely definitely a strong performance and you couldn't have asked for a better show if you're a Fat Freddy's Drop fan and you didn't get to see the show then you definitely definitely missed out and if you weren't a Fat Freddy's Drop fan and you saw the show you would have definitely enjoyed it Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you've, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, please hit like, subscribe and share. And if you haven't already done so, why not check out more content from Muster X Media on our website and that is www.musterxmedia.info and I shall catch you next time. Bye for now. Yeah.